Hi, I'm Dakota, mama of four, blogger and creator of the Sage Cottage Collection. Join me as I share with you my passion for living a slow and intentional life. We'll talk about natural living, homesteading, motherhood, from scratch cooking, and so much more. So get cozy, grab your favorite drink, and let's dive in. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Um, It's been a while since I have recorded, but I actually meant to do this part two forever ago, and I just lost track of time. But back in episode six, I believe it is, I did a part one on how to have a less toxic home and simple swaps and alternatives that you could use to reduce your toxic load inside your home. And so I wanted to follow up with the second part of that. So if you haven't listened to the first part, go ahead and listen to that first. It's got a lot of the basics down. This one, I'm going to talk about some things that you wouldn't really think about and dive a little deeper into um, different things. So um, just to kick this off, there's going to be just a handful. This isn't going to be a super long episode, but I did want to touch on a few things. So I know in the last episode, I talked a lot about cleaning products, laundry, um, you know, things like that, that we always see or hear about and use every single day. This time I'm going to talk about, or I'm going to kick off talking about personal care products. So, you know, things like shampoo, makeup, um, deodorant, that's actually a big one. I know a lot of people talk about, um, but when you think about it, I mean, you are using these products every single day and for the majority of them, they're going on your body. So think lotion, body wash, shampoo, you know, makeup, if you're a woman, um, all of these things that we're just slathering our skin in, which by the way, is the largest organ in your body. So you're just putting all of this onto your body and, If it's full of parabens or endocrine disruptors or fragrance, which God knows what's in fragrance, (laughs) I mean, you're just exposing yourself every single day, all day long to these chemicals. And a lot of them are bioaccumulative. So that basically just means that they just sit in your body. Usually it's your fat stores and they just accumulate, um, And aluminum is one of those, which is why natural deodorant is such a big hot topic right now. Um, I actually have a few of my favorite brands that I can um, link in the description or share about, but you want to find one that basically you can read the ingredients. (laughs) If there are things on there that you really have no idea what it is, or it's got a bunch of numbers after it, most likely it's not going to be good for you. So sticking to products where, you know, you can see that they're whole ingredients, you can actually pronounce them, you know what they are, that's going to be your safest bet. You can also check things like the EWG Skin Deep app or Think Dirty. Like there's a lot of different apps you can use out there. I will say this, you can use them as a way to kind of filter but I wouldn't take their word for it. I mean, they're great. They are such a great tool, but you can't just blindly trust these apps. I would say if, you know, say for example, you scan something and it's got a horrible rating, then you can just move on and not even worry about 
even looking any farther into that product. But if you scan something and it's got an okay or even a good score, that's when I would look deeper and look at the actual individual ingredients because something that they might say is okay or toxin-free, you might not agree with. So I always suggest to do your own research in that department. Um, But the very first thing that I would do is look into your personal care products, find brands that you trust. I have looked for a very long time and over the years I have narrowed down a handful of companies that I really love and trust. And I'm thinking about putting together some sort of graphic or blog post or something where I can just link all of my favorite um, skincare uh, or just overall personal care uh, companies. Um, Cause I think that would be really helpful. It's, it's hard sometimes to, it, it can be overwhelming if you're trying to like replace, you know, all of your personal care stuff. Um, but also with that said, again, even though it's something that I trust and that I am, you know, suggesting still, you know, look into it for yourself and do your own research. Um, moving on to the next one, this is going <laughs> to sound kind of weird. Um, But making sure that you have an organic, high-quality mattress. That might sound strange, but if you think about it, you're spending 8 to 10 hours, if not more, because if you're like me, I sit on my bed during the day and I might watch a TV show or I might sit on my bed and work. Um... So if you're sitting on your bed, sleeping on your bed, and you're just, you're around it or on it for long periods of time, you're going to want to make sure that you're not breathing in a bunch of toxic chemicals that are in your mattress um, all the time. So I know Avocado is a really good brand. There's actually several out there that have really, really high ratings, but are also organic, non-chemical mattresses. Um, Because trust me, I have been there before where I have gotten a mattress, unwrapped it, and been like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like the smell could have knocked me over. It smelled so heavily of chemicals. And I was like, how in the world am I going to sleep on this? Like it's giving me a headache just being in the same room as it. Um, So definitely think about that when when you think about alternative and swaps for a less toxic home. And with that comes your bedding, your sheets, your pillows, your, you know, blankets, comforter, everything. I always suggest using good quality organic cotton. Um, There is a little bit of debate on bamboo. I actually love bamboo. I think it just depends on where you get it from and the company and all of that. So there are some really good options out there for organic bedding. Um, And also too, I've just noticed that they are just softer and more comfortable. (laughs) Like they just overall feel more luxurious. And yes, it's an investment. But when I think about it, I'm like, I spend so much time on or in my bed that I want to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with really good quality items. And I mean, honestly, how often do you have to buy new sheets? Like if you're like me where it's way more minimalist, 
I have two sets of sheets. That is it. So I don't have a problem spending more money on good quality sheets because I only have two sets. Um, and it's not like you're replacing them, you know, every month. So that is something that I suggest looking into. The next thing that kind of goes along with that as far as fabrics go are clothes. So your closet. Um, this is one that I actually didn't think about until semi-recently, but there have been a lot of studies about microplastics and certain fabrics like polyester or synthetic fabrics um, that can cause irritation on people's skin because it's just a constant exposure. Um, so people who are sensitive, like myself, who have you know eczema or if you have psoriasis or you know anything like that, you're probably going to be a little bit more sensitive to polyester and synthetics and, you know, those kinds of, um, fibers. So really looking at what your closet material is made out of and, you know, trying to go for those more natural fibers like cotton, or like I've mentioned before, bamboo or linen, gauze, you know, those kinds of, um, fabrics are probably going to be your best bet. Plus, they seem to last longer anyways, and they are more durable, and they usually lay nicer. So that's something I would look into um, because, again, your clothes, you wear them every day, all day long. <laughs> so um, moving on to the next thing. I know I sort of mentioned this a little bit in the last episode in part one, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about water filters. And I love, 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 love our Berkey. We have had our Berkey since 2019, I want to say. Um, and we love it. Have not looked back. <laughs> we have used it like pretty much every day since then. Um, and I can notice the difference in taste with water now because I'm so used to our filtered water. Um, there is just so much in our tap water. It would make your head spin. I mean, I'm talking drugs. I'm talking birth control. I'm talking, you know, high levels of, you know, lead or like, there's all kinds of crap in our tap water. And it's doing us no favors. So I always, 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 always recommend a really good water filter. Um, and to go a step further, like I, if you can't afford to have like a water filtering system for your entire house, I recommend at least at minimum having a water filter for you to drink in your kitchen, but also having a water filter on your shower head because again you're going to be showering every day and you want something that's going to filter that water because you can actually damage your hair from washing your hair in tap water repeatedly all the time so we really love the Berkey shower filter I noticed a huge difference my skin is not angry and red and itchy anymore. Um, my hair is way shinier. It's growing better. Um, so I've just noticed a lot of differences once we actually got that, um, shower filter. And then 
going from water to air, you also want to make sure that you have a really good air filter. Um, our air indoors is extremely polluted. And actually, there are several studies out there right now that are talking about air quality and how it can be so much more polluted indoors than outside. Even in the most densely populated metropolitan cities. Think about that for a second. <laughs> I mean, if you're thinking like New York and you've got all this smog and all these cars running and all these people and God knows what, and if that air is testing cleaner than inside our homes and buildings, that's crazy. And also, another statistic is 90% of people of our population spend their time indoors. So think about how much of that air that you're breathing in. And another thing, too, is I know allergies can be an issue for people. I mean, you can kind of hear me now. Like, <laughs> Texas is not my friend when it comes to allergies. Um, but if you can tolerate it, Opening your windows and getting fresh air to circulate within your home is also going to be really helpful. Um, I know that that's not realistic for some people who have severe allergies, like outdoor allergies, because um, I know that that can make it worse. But if if you don't have those problems or if yours are maybe mild or you know, whatever. You can honestly also gauge it by the day. Uh, usually most weather apps will tell you how high or low the pollen is for that day in your area. So anyways, um, having a really good air filter, we have had several over the years. Honestly, like I think if you just look for how small the particle size is that it filters and you look and obviously like the HEPA filters are great. Um, I don't have one particularly that I, you know, love more than another. I know Air Doctor is really popular among the wellness community right now. Um, I personally have never tried them, but I just look for something that can filter small, small, small particle sizes, um, and something that can tell me the quality of the air as it's filtering. Um, you also have to look at the size of your room. So how many square feet does it filter? Um, things like that. Um, and then with that comes vacuuming, sweeping, and dusting regularly because that will also affect your air quality inside. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about real quick, I know I'm sort of flying through these, <laughs> But real quick, this isn't really like a non-toxic way. It's more of just like a wellness home in general. Um, but it's EMFs and turning your Wi-Fi off at night. So before you go to bed, if you can turn off your Wi-Fi, um, that can greatly increase your quality of sleep. And if that's not an option... You know, sometimes you've got certain things that are connected to your Wi-Fi that need to stay on. Totally understandable. If that's not an option, I always recommend people to turn their phone onto airplane mode when they're sleeping because 90% of people sleep with their phone next to their head on a bedside table or 
at least in the room with them at night. So if you can turn your phone onto airplane mode or even just turn it off altogether, that would be the best option because it will really help your sleep. Now, if you're going to turn your phone off all the way and you're like, well, I need an alarm in the morning. Most people do use their phones as their alarm, but you can always just buy a good old fashioned alarm clock and use that to, you know, get up in the mornings. I typically will turn my phone onto airplane mode and just have my alarm on because my, when your phone is on airplane mode, it doesn't affect the functions that don't require Wi-Fi or radio signaling. So, um, for example, like your alarm clock or your timer, those things are not affected by whether you're on Wi-Fi, airplane mode, or whatever. So I still use my phone as an alarm clock, but I make sure that it's on airplane mode. Um, And I try not to have it, even when it's on airplane mode, I try not to have it directly next to my head. For example, my husband has his phone charging on our dresser on the opposite side of our bedroom. So he plugs his phone in there. Um, and I, I also will say I don't always sleep with my phone on airplane mode. I do keep it on when my husband is on shift just for a safety thing, because, you know, he does do a couple of days at a time on his shifts. Um, so if there's an emergency or he needs to get a hold of me or whatever it might be, I make sure that I have my phone on. So it's all about moderation though, right? It's like, it's doing, it's not doing it perfectly. It's just doing it the best you can and making more informed, better decisions. Um, So I just encourage you to think about where you can start because I know it can be overwhelming. Don't try and do everything at once, but start somewhere small and just keep going, you know, build on that habit stack, if you will, um, some natural ways of living. And I hope that this was helpful. I know it was kind of a lot of information in a short period of time, but I wanted to make sure that I squeezed in a quick episode here, um, while my kids are with my in-laws. So I am kid free for the moment and figured I would come in and, talk with y'all in your ear. (laughs) Um, anyways, thank you for hanging out with me today. I, I know I say it every single time, but if you could leave a rating or review, that would be super helpful. It's so weird how the algorithm works, but the more ratings and reviews you get on your podcast, the more, you know, exposure it gets. So if you could be so kind as to do that. That would be awesome. And if you could also just reach out to me and give me some ideas, like what are y'all wanting to hear? What are something, uh, some things that are interesting you? Um, I love to hear from y'all. It literally makes my day (laughs) and I love being able to touch on topics that y'all are interested in. So feel free to email me. Um, you can email me at hello dot dakotakerfman.com. Um, oh, never mind. Don't listen to that. It's hello at dakotakerfman.com. I don't know where my brain is today. I, I'm exhausted. So bear with me here. (laughs) Um, but email me there. Let me know what it is that you want to hear. And I can't wait to hang out with y'all next time.